Thanks for tuning into the Jasmine Star Show. I have a question for you. I think I might know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you ever feel overwhelmed, overcommitted, and out of balance in your life or business? Or maybe you feel all these things about both of those elements. I have certainly experienced my fair share of feeling burnt out and unfulfilled, but I have really great news. You can absolutely take back your time, feel balanced, even if you have a really busy life, and totally not feel guilty about it. And today you're going to learn how to achieve that balance. I have to tell you that my guest today is Christy Wright, a number one national best-selling author, personal development expert, and host of The Christy Wright Show. Now, Christy is known for teaching about personal development, business, and faith. And I have to tell you that I've spoken to Christy on multiple occasions. I look at her as a valuable industry peer, And over the years, she has become a friend. She speaks from her heart and she practices what she preaches. I really appreciate her level of authenticity and kind of just that straight, deal it to me honestly, Jasmine, stop beating around the bush and let's just call a spade a spade. Okay. You know, she really does practice what she preaches. And the good news is that she hosts a conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's called the Business Boutique. And I've had the honor of being a keynote speaker there twice over. And I just know that you are going to love learning from her today on how to take back your time and find life balance as an entrepreneur. Like always, I aim to always and only bring people on the podcast who I know on a personal level or who I know will over deliver in the content that they share. Speaking of that content, I loved hearing Christy's top tips on a path to balance, how business owners can be present and peaceful even in chaotic and busy times, and how we can prioritize things that are important with so many things that feel urgent. Are you ready to take back your time? Yes, exactly. Now let's get to the show. I am so incredibly excited to have a conversation with somebody I truly respect, somebody I can now call a friend and an amazing industry peer. I had the opportunity to speak at her event a couple years ago, Business Boutique in Nashville, Tennessee. And it was there that I saw the full force of what <laughs> Christy is, what she does, how she commands a room. And she doesn't do it with authority as much as she does it with care, concern, and love. And I'm so so happy you get to experience Christy today. Christy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm such a fan of you, Jasmine. I'm so grateful we're friends and I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited about you being here. I'm excited about the conversation, but I want to bring listeners into the true part of the story. Let's I think it's them. easy to you know, <laughs> listen to a podcast and think about things a certain way, but I have to tell you, we actually had this conversation scheduled a couple weeks ago. So we you did. and I show up and you are recording from your home. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, technology is not working right. No. We try it one time, we try it twice, and then you go to your husband and then you take like you're hardwired into the internet. I'm literally trying everything. I'm not working. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, I am watching behind the scenes as you are just keeping calm, calm (laughs) as a cucumber. And to me, you showed grace under pressure. And then you reiterated how important the interview was. And then you just stopped. You owned your superpower when you knew you're like, hey, I can't push forward with this. You decided to reprioritize your time by allocating when you'd be able to do it the right way. And I saw in real time how you balanced what you could do and then what you let go of. I feel like that's a pretty good segue into what we want to talk about today. (laughs) I love it. Well, it's true because when our teams were setting this up, you record on Thursdays and Thursdays is my writing day from home. So we're like, well, that's cool. We'll just do it from home. No big deal. 
thinking uh, it would go fine. I've done ton of, tons of live videos and podcast interviews from home, but that was not the day. And so, yes, yeah, so I was like, we're going to come into the office where we have got teams of people behind the cameras <laughs> they can't see. They're going to make sure this goes well, hopefully. So, yeah, so, so grateful we get to do it again. I'm happy we get to do that because you showed me that you as an author of a book and you a believer of a statement, that you embodied it and then you were actually walking the walk and talking the talk. Um, on Instagram, you recently wrote, life balance comes from doing the right things at the right time. If you're going to do that, you need to know what the right things are and what matters most to you right now. And I don't know if anybody else is listening, but I'm going to admit, I work sometimes 10 hour days and I'm like, oh, I can't get a meal in. How is this going to work? So how do we actually prioritize things that are important versus things that are urgent? Yeah. And that's so hard, especially as entrepreneurs, because mm-hmm. one of the one of the struggles I think that entrepreneurs have uniquely more than maybe other types of people is we are a little bit of adrenaline junkies. Like we get fired up by problems, which is great. That's what makes us successful in business. But then we can become so addicted to the problems, to the drama, to the fire, to the urgent that we only respond to that. And we think, man, we're making a difference in the world. I think it was Peter Drucker that said, there's nothing so useless as doing something with great efficiency, something that shouldn't be done at all. And so we've got to stop. We've got to stop and say, does this stuff on my calendar even represent anything worth doing? Is it moving me toward my vision? Is it ROIing in my business? Do I even care? Does it even matter? And if we don't stop and ask ourselves that about our calendar and even our to-do list, we're going to work really hard. We're going to be really exhausted and not have much to show for it. And so I want to help people step back and discern, hey, what's right right now and do that. And amazingly, When you do that, when you do the right things at the right time and you get to decide what's right for you, you actually feel that sense of balance you've been looking for all along, but it didn't come from doing everything perfectly. And it didn't mean that you live in this Zen state. You can be balanced and be busy, but you're doing the right things at the right time. And I think that's so key. So what happens when someone says, okay, Christy, I have a lot of urgent things. How do I say no? Like, what do I know is important versus what's urgent? Yeah, well, I think it can be tempting to get sucked into that, to get sucked into the drama and so on. So you do need to stop and go, okay, yes, it's urgent, but is it important? And sometimes if you just take a beat, like literally just take a minute and ask yourself, okay, urgency aside, is this important? If it's important, then by all means do it. For sure, if it's urgent and important, definitely do it. But if it's just urgent, someone comes barging in your your office and they've got a big, huge crisis and it's totally their problem or it's not a big deal at all, you can stop and go, okay, I see that this is urgent. This person's real worked up. This is not actually important. And you can just address it differently. Say, hey, I see you're worked up. We'll take care of that. That's actually not time sensitive. That's not something we have to deal with right now. That's not a priority. You can say it in kindness, but when you begin to ask yourself if something is important or the, the way that I say it more conversationally is what's right right now, then it just helps you. You get quicker and quicker at decision making and you get better and better at discerning what is important mm. versus what's just urgent, what's in your face. And what's interesting is we do a lot of stuff uh, to please other people. We say yes to things out of guilt and obligation. Yes. We make decisions from all these frameworks that aren't necessarily helpful or leading us to do what's most important. We do stuff just out of FOMO, Jasmine. We do stuff because we want other moms to think we're good moms. We're putting our kids in monogram smocks, matching outfits. And it's like, (laughs) the kids don't care. I'm stressed out. We just do it so that other people think I'm a good mom. This is such a waste of our time. So I just want to help people 
peel back the layers of why you do what you do so that you can begin to do the right things for you. Because if we just reorganize the puzzle pieces of our calendar, these problems are going to creep up again and again. So I like to get to the root issue of what's going on and fix it there. Uh, I love that. So let's framework this conversation a little bit more. I always love knowing like the root of things. So what does work-life balance mean to you? And why is this topic so important? It's the number one question I'm asked. Jasmine, Mm -hmm. I have been coaching women in business for over a decade. And the number one question I'm asked is not a business question. It's how Mm -hmm. do you balance it all? How do you balance it all? And I know you've experienced this with having a child. It's a different level of strain on you when you're a parent. I'm not saying people that aren't parents don't experience it. They definitely do. But there's something so visceral, so emotional, Mm -hmm. so like tugs at your heart when you now have multiple things you love, your your child or children, and then you have your business, which you love as well. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all. But you've got to discern, okay, what does balance look like for me? And I think the problem with this question is every time I'm asked this, I'm always asked in the same way, how do you balance it all? Like balance is a verb. And oh, Jasmine, we've got all the analogies. Juggling balls, spinning plates, walking the tightrope. Some balls are rubber, some balls are glass. Which drop balls can you let drop on a Tuesday? And then we've got other um, alternative ways of talking about, it's not work-life balance, it's work-life harmony. It's work-life integration. (laughs) It's a work-life cycle. I'm like, I love you. I love that. That didn't help me at all. So I'm going to need to know how to live this out and walk this out in my real life. And so- After researching it, after coaching women for years, after seeing and understanding their pain points, and definitely experiencing myself having three kids in five years with a busy career and all the things that I do as well, I realized that when we say, how do you have work-life balance? How do you have life balance? We're not actually asking for equilibrium. We think that's the solution. We think it's a 50-50 split. We think if I could do everything for an equal amount of time every day, I would feel balanced. But you can do all that. You can juggle all the balls, spin all the plates, walk all the tightrope, have the harmony, and still feel like something's not right. And so I began to ask a different question. What if balance isn't so much something you do, how you balance it all? What if it's something you create in your life where you could be balanced Mm -hmm. and still be busy, where you could be balanced in an out-of-balance world, where balance looks more like, I don't know, being confident in your choices when you say yes to this thing or no to that thing, when you feel an inner peace, even in a chaotic world, where you Mm. actually enjoy your life. And I think what I just described is what we're really after when we say we want balance. I think we really, it's not so much about the calendar. It's about enjoying the life that the calendar represents. And that comes from doing the right things at the right time. And you get to decide what's right for you. Oh, you are bringing the heat. <laughs> you know, I mean, I thought you were, I thought you were dropping bombs that first conversation <laughs> that we didn't get to make work. And I'm like, oh, she was just saving the good. I was just warming like, up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you just mentioned a calendar. Yeah. And this makes me think of a quote that I saw on Pinterest. Like life is just saying next week will calm down every week. That's the truth. And like, and so you say these things. And so I'm wondering how, what kind of tips do you have for us to enact so that we're not constantly feeling overwhelmed and behind. Interesting that you say that because I did research in 2019. I was pregnant with my daughter, Mary Grace, and we were doing research in this new space that I was going into in addition to business, expanding into personal development and faith. 
And I did phone interviews. And Jasmine, every phone interview was 30 minutes to an hour. And I asked these women a series of questions and I just took notes. And women were in all ages of life, all stages of life, kids, no kids, empty nesters, all the different variations. And every single one of them said those words. But when things slow down, but Mm. when things slow down, I'll have fun. But when things slow down, I'll enjoy my life. But when things slow down, I'll start that business. But when things slow down, I'll take care of myself and go to the doctor. But when things slow down. And every one of them said it in every stage of life. And so to me, there's something very powerful in bringing awareness to what is right right now. So if you are a mom of a newborn, what's right for you is different than someone who is getting their business off the ground, is different than someone that doesn't have kids, is different than Olympian. We saw the Olympics this summer. They're training 60 hours a week. That's right for them right now. So when you begin to bring clarity around, okay, this is the season I'm in. This is what's right for me. This is what balance looks like. I'm going to define success. I'm going to say this is my most important priorities. And I walk through that really tactically in the book. But just as an overview, you're just basically going to get clarity around what is most important to you right now in a very specific way. And then you begin to align your time with it. But it, but that's not enough. You can't just align your time with it. After you figure out what it is and you put it on the calendar, meaning you align your time with it, you have to be present for it. And that sounds so simple, but even if you create the most perfect calendar in the world, if you're not present for it, you miss it. So I found in my life, and, and Jasmine, I don't know if you have experienced this as a new, newish mom, but I noticed that so much of my guilt always came from focusing on where I was not. So when I was at work, I was thinking about my kids. Am I a bad mom? Did I forget their lunch? Yes. Did I miss field day? Am I the worst? And then I would go home and I would think about work and I'm checking my phone, checking my email, missed the deadline, forgot to you know f- finish up that project. So I was always focused on where I was not. And let's go ahead and acknowledge if you live your whole life this way, always focused on where you're not, then of course you feel guilty. But worse than that, not only do you feel guilty and you feel like you're always failing, even when you're not, you're missing the very moment that you're in when you're in it. You're missing your work when you're in it. You're missing your kids when you're with them. And so a very simple, practical thing you can do is flip your focus. Instead of looking through the rearview mirror of what you've left behind, look through the front windshield of where you are. So I literally flip a switch, Jasmine. When I leave the house in the morning, I flip a switch mentally and go, I'm going to work. I'm all in. I am game on. This is what's important. I'm so proud of myself for this. And then when I drive home, I flip a switch. Nope, we're not thinking about the phone. We're not thinking about work. I literally put my phone in a box when I walk in the door so I don't look at it. And it's just creating rhythms to help me be present in a world that wants you to be anything but present. If we're going to have a device in our pocket screaming our name 24 hours a day, we're going to need some type of strategy and plan and intentionality to be present for our life. Otherwise, we're going to look up when we're 70 and 80 and look back at photo albums and go, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I missed it. I totally missed it when I was in it. What a great time I was having and what a great job I was doing. And I didn't know Mm -hmm. it. And I I think women are doing an incredible job. I want to help them know it while they're doing it. You know, this is not the first time I've heard you say that. And yet it feels like the first time I heard you say that. And I think that as my daughter gets older, I've had to make that distinction and say, 
even if we are working in the same space, I'm a businesswoman at this time. And I refuse to carry the weight of the guilt of I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. So I want to say thank you for just adding a little bit more meat to that idea and then really pushing me in the right direction. Now, in your book, you've been mentioning your book and we're going to be talking about the book because listen, if you like what you've heard with Christy right now, you're going to love how she goes deep into like these practical applications for a work-life balance. But in the book, you mentioned four main reasons we feel out of balance. What are those four reasons? Do you want to tap on them? Give us a little bit of a preview. Yeah. Well, I, I really wanted to take this opportunity in my book to redefine life balance. So I define it like we're saying as doing the right things at the right time. And when you do that, you feel that sense of balance you've been looking for. Well, if we're going to, if we're going to know what that is, well, then let's look at what gets in the way of that. Like what keeps us from doing the right things at the right time. And I think there's four main causes. People may identify with some more than others. The first is really simple, probably the most common for everyone listening to your show right now. And that is that we're just doing too many things. The analogy that I use for this is, okay, Jasmine, I get home from um, the grocery store and it doesn't matter if I have two bags or 200 bags. I open the trunk of my SUV. I look at this load and I go, oh yeah, I can get this in one load. Sure can. Yes, I can. <laughs> and I start loading these bags. It's like six steps to my kitchen, Jasmine. I could make a couple trips, but no. I'm loading these suckers up to my shoulders. My veins are bulging. My wrists are blue. I'm walking in like the Incredible Hulk trying to hold all this. What happens? The bags break. The apples are rolling down the street. I'm frustrated. The salsa has cracked on the garage floor. Why? Why did all that chaos and mess happen? Because I was never designed to carry that much at one time. And I think that when we completely ignore the finite limitations of our time and we just try to cram more in, I can multitask, I can rush. If I could just be more efficient, if I could just be more productive, if I could just wake up earlier and have a few more cups of coffee, then I could fit it all in. We are absolutely kidding ourselves at what Mm. is possible in our finite time. And so doing too many things will always lead you to be exhausted and very out of balance. That's the most common. So I wanted to camp on that one for a second because we all do that. The second is the opposite problem, and that is not doing enough things. And that is no one that listens to your show, so we can move on. But some people do struggle with not doing enough things. Maybe someone, you know, we all felt it in the pandemic, but maybe an empty nester, someone newly retired, they're going, I've got all this time and I feel a little bored and aimless. And so they might feel it in the opposite way. The third way is doing the wrong things. So let's say that someone has a full-time job, you know, their, their, their business, their online business is their side gig, but they've got a full-time job. And they hate it. And it's a toxic culture. And they're spending 40 hours of their life doing something they hate. What does it matter how I help you manage your calendar? If you spend a large portion of your time doing something you hate, of course, you're going to be unhappy and out of balance. So doing the wrong things, whether it's a job that you hate, showing up to volunteer commitments that your heart's not in, doing things out of guilt or obligation that are not important to you, when you spend a lot of time on the wrong things, you feel out of balance. And then the last one, slightly different is not doing the right things. And so here's where this came from, Jasmine, and I think you'll love this because I'm sure you've seen it too. I hear people all the time say things like, I love to work out, but I never have the time to. I want to grow my business, but I can't really find time to work on it. I want to play with my kids, but by the time I get home, I don't have the energy to. And so what I want to encourage people is when there's a gap between what you care about deeply and what your life really reflects, then of course you're stressed. Of course you're anxious. Of course, you're angry and frustrated and exhausted and out of balance because there's an inconsistency in your life between what you care about and what your life really reflects. And I think sometimes 
we get sucked into some of these time traps that you mentioned where we spend a lot of time on stuff that we don't care about and we don't have time for things that we do. And so I want to help people bridge that gap. I want to help people cut out the crap that's stealing their time that they don't care about and spend time on things that they do care about so that they can do the right things at the right time. But I just got to give some tough love to my listeners right now, because here's the truth. I will have people say in the same breath, I don't have time to go on a date with my spouse. We haven't been been on a vacation in five years. And these are the same people that know every single man that's ever received a rose on The Bachelorette. Listen, if you know about every man on The Bachelorette, but you don't know about the man living in your own house, you don't have a time problem. You have a priority problem. And so I want to help you spend your time on what you actually care about so you can feel that sense of balance you've been wanting all along. Okay, so this is a little bit off track, but uh, you had mentioned having interviews with people and you you coach so many different women and you speak and you have your own podcast. What do you think, from your perspective, is the thing that jeopardizes most attention? Well, you just mentioned, oh, there's a priority problem, not a time problem. If What is disguising itself as a time problem the most? I don't know that this is the most. So I'll have to think about this as the most, but this is a big one. This is definitely a big one. And this is true in my life. When you are busy, you are tired. When you are tired, you can't think clearly. When you're tired at the end of the day, yeah, you sit on the couch and scroll Instagram. Yeah, you check out because it takes energy to think about how to do something new. It takes energy to think, hey, instead of going through the daily routine I always do, what if we as a family drove through the drive-thru, got takeout, went to the park and had a picnic? That'd be so fun. That takes energy to think about. And when you're really busy you're really tired. And when you're really tired, it's hard to have energy for something new or even the clarity to think about what's important. So there's such a piece of this, of being able to get out of the weeds, get out of the chaos to even think clearly and have the energy and creativity, which is vital to business, by the way, but it's also vital to life of go, how could this be better? How could I improve my relationship with my spouse? Or, or, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize we hadn't gone on a date in three months. Let's go ahead and put a date night on the calendar for this week. That takes energy. And so I think, honestly, just tiredness, just exhaustion gets in their way of our, our ability to think about things differently. Oh, that is so true. So beautiful. And it resonates with a capital T for truth. So for somebody who's listening right now and they feel a little guilty, convicted, ooh, you just came in a little too hot. <laughs> and somebody, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to buy their book. Okay. But in between buying and its arrival, are there anything that somebody could do? Or perhaps how do you get to a place when you feel like you're overwhelmed or tired that you're needing to place of being peaceful and present? Like yeah. what could we do right after this episode to get to that place? Yes. Okay. So one of the things I've noticed we do, and women are, I feel like women are worse about this. So that's why I want to call it out and just and just acknowledge it we tend to focus on the negative, even if we're positive people. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Mm. So kind of like what I was saying earlier, where I was always focused on where I was not, we do this with everything, not just with our calendar, we do it with our to-do list. So you have 50 things on your to-do list, you do 47 and you beat yourself up for the three you didn't get to. It's as if we have this narrative in our mind that we're just sitting around on the couch eating Cheetos all day, binge watching Netflix, not doing anything. And then we're failures. I'm like, no, no, no. In place of the three things you didn't get to, there's 47 things you did. In place of this one thing that you said no to or or didn't show up for, 
there's all these things that you said yes to and you did show up for. And so I want to help women flip their focus, not just being present, but being proud of what they're doing right instead of guilty for what they're doing wrong. So let me give you a, a tangible way that I do this, Jasmine. And I started doing this several months ago. Every morning I will, I have this little journal thing that I'm working on. It's a, it's an idea for the future, but I'll journal two to three lines. I'm not a big journaler. So it's like, I can't, I don't have time for like, you know, 25 pages, but like I can do a couple lines and I just check in with myself. Like, how am I feeling? How's my energy? What's going on? What am I praying about? That type of thing. And that's a really important moment to check in with myself, to consider myself before I pile on the tasks of the day. I didn't used to do that. I used to just wake up and pile on the tasks. Well, now I check in with myself. And think about, oh, well, man, I'm really not feeling great today. I'm kind of discouraged about some things going on. I'm not going to pile the things on today. Today's not the day to be super productive. Other days, man, I'm on top of the world. Let's knock it out. Okay, cool. But one of the other steps that I take, I journal a few lines to check in with myself. I will write down what I'm proud of from yesterday before I pile on the pressures of today. And so I'll just, what am I proud of from yesterday? Man, I cooked dinner. I went to the park with my kids. I knocked out three podcasts, da, da, da. And I always have so much to show for how I spent yesterday. But if I don't take just a moment to acknowledge it, to be proud of it, to appreciate how I did spend my time, then all I'm doing is looking ahead to what I haven't yet done. I'm feeling guilty for where I'm falling short. I'm feeling bad about and pressure for all the things that are coming. So a very simple thing that you guys that are listening and watching today can do is simply focus on what you're doing right instead of feeling guilty for what you're doing wrong or, or, or however you feel like you're falling short. Because I think that as women, we focus on the no's, the things we said no to, the things we didn't get to. And I want to help you shift that and focus on the yes. It's not that you're not going to be goal-oriented. Sure, we've still got goals. We still, we still have those no's. But I want to be like, this no, this thing that I said no to, allowed me to say yes. So I'm going to be excited about my yes, and I'm going to be proud of my yes. Whatever that yes is, a calendar appointment, a task on your to-do list, or, or whatever. And so I think that shift will allow us to really appreciate the moment that we're in while we're in it. We'll enjoy it more. And I think it's just going to give us a deeper sense of pride and help us shake that guilt. Let me give you a weird, this is a weird analogy, Jasmine. So just, just go with me here. I like, I like analogies because they, they make teaching points. So when I was in high school... I was like a size six and all of my friends were like a size double zero. So I remember thinking in high school, I was the big girl. Now, I wasn't the big girl. Okay. But I remember thinking that as a 14 year old, 16 year old, I was the girl that needed to lose weight. I was constantly worried. I was constantly counting calories and like just really worried about it. And I look back at pictures of myself in high school and I think, girl, you were cute. Why didn't you know it? And I know that's a silly example, but I think there, I'm going to cry. I think there are women all day, every day walking around thinking they're failing and they're not. And I want to say to them, girl, you're doing great. Why don't you know it? I don't want to wait until they're 70 and they look back at scrapbooks and go, you were doing great. You were a great mom. You were amazing in your business. Why didn't you know it while you were doing it? I want the message of this book to not be how to do more and manage your calendar. We'll talk about that. I want you to know what a good job you're doing right now and build on that foundation. Oh, yes, and amen. I'm going to recap this real quick. The kindest thing that you could do to bring presence and peace in this moment after listening to this podcast is not the weight or guilt that you might feel that things are out of balance or not prioritized. Instead, Christy's going to give a piece of advice. 
Simply write a couple sentences and check in how you're doing mentally and emotionally. It's like outside of yourself, looking at yourself. And once you do that a couple lines, you'll then express gratitude or pride for the things that you did yesterday. Now, this is not like I closed a $10 million deal. Although if you did that, we will all clap you up. Right, by all means. these These are things that you define as high value points, cooking dinner with the family, going to the park, whatever the case may be. You're expressing pride for what you had accomplished. And then you could add the things you aspire to do today without attached to completing everything. Right. And at the end of that, Christy tied it up with a bow and said, if you just took a minute, you would see how well you're doing. And so if we can't be thankful and accept a sense of pride of where we are right now, we will never be able to do that in the future until we get to a point where it's too late. So cheers to the women who will not be sitting on porches with their great grandchildren saying, I wish I knew that then. Today, may we all step into that and say that. Christy, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell everybody where they can get your book. Take back your time. I'm going to do that in closing. We're going to adding all the links. But Christy, outside of just saying that beautiful message of you are enough and you are doing right now, what would you say to the person who's listening to this podcast and they say, I want to do one thing after they, they check in, after they write what they're thankful for, after the things that they want to do, like what is one thing that they can carry through the day to say, this is going to be a thing that's going to help me keep me in balance, at least for right now. I'll, I'll try to give you something new since we covered several bases. I don't want to, I don't want to circle back to one of those, but I will say this as entrepreneurs, as um, women that have a lot of talents and a lot of interests, it is absolutely essential that you learn how to say no. And you can say it in a way that's true to you and you can be kind. You can script it ahead of time. I actually recommend that script it ahead of time. How would you say it if this came up? You can practice in front of the mirror, practice in front of your dog. I don't care. It's a muscle that when you strengthen it, it does get easier. But as long as we are unable to say no, we will be exhausted and out of balance. So we have to learn how to say no obviously to the right things, um, but the, the things that are not right for us right now. Um, but this is one of those things that I think sometimes we think we're being kinder, nicer people by saying yes to everything. And an honest no is always better than a dishonest yes. I want to help you say no to things that are not right for you so that you can say yes to what is right for you. Oh, friends, that is just like an Instagram quote if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> content, content no, creator, I, friends. I, I, It is. An honest no is better than a dishonest yes. And on that note, Christy, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your presence with these amazing listeners. And I know people are going to be connecting with you on social. I feel a little luckier because I get to see you in person in October 2021. And I'm honored to speak at your event, but I'm honored that you show up and speak however and wherever you are. You are a blessing. You are a force. And I'm honored to call you a peer. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You're amazing, Jasmine. I just love you. Thanks for having me. Love you back. There you have it, friend. Christie's book, Take Back Your Time, is available for pre-order right now wherever books are sold. I hope that you take this as your sign to take control of your schedule and prioritize the balance that, hey, we all desperately lead in our lives. Yes, it is possible. If you enjoyed this episode of The Jasmine Star Show, subscribe forever you're returning in today so you never miss another amazing interview, business strategy, amazing guest, and mindset tip. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. 